Hey everybody, welcome back. On this week's show, it'll be Adam and me, and we are talking news once again and things that are going on on the East and West Coast. And then we're also going to do how to recoup an annual pass in four days. And it might be a little more for some, might be a little less for others, but uh, we'll give a pretty comprehensive breakdown on how to do that. Uh, we also threw in a, a little bit more information about uh, this and that, the things that are going on in the park. So enjoy. <music> Show 320 for the week of April 6th, 2015. You're listening to The Mouse Moment. Find us at themousemoment.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. back everybody and once again it is uh, going to be adam and me and on this show we're going to be talking a little bit uh, of uh, disney world and disneyland news and uh, then we're going to hit uh, something i put together on how you can recoup the cost of an annual pass in four days i'm going to give you numbers that are that come straight from the trip that i'm doing here presently this isn't a way to try to talk you into buying an annual pass but basically just showing you how fast you can recoup the cost of a pass and still have it in case you decide you want to do another trip during that year. So, anyway, how are you doing, Adam? Pretty good. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Since we're only half the team this week, but that's all right. Some last-minute things came up, and uh, Doug and I are here for your enjoyment. So, hopefully, it's a good show this week, and we got some good stuff covered. So. Okay, so we're just going to uh, jump right into it and let you know what's going on in news. Uh, first story here. And by the way, you guys can pick up this news anytime that you want. It I usually keep it pretty well up to date on themousemoment.com. You can go through there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there that uh, can help you to plan a vacation or just to see what's going on. Uh, anyway, so we're going to start off with some news that just came out today. And that is the current Disneyland band performers will reach their end and uh, the end of their contract. And that will happen on July the 16th. And that is one day before the uh, uh, July 17th and the uh, 60th anniversary celebration really goes into effect. And so what's going to happen is their contract ends and they bring in a new band, uh, I think with Younger Blood playing a different type of music kind of uh, on the 17th. So it seems like they're trying to kind of roll out changes immediately beginning with the uh, beginning with the 60th. So I already saw some complaints online from people today who did not like this idea, but I've heard Jim Hill talk quite a bit. You may have also, Adam, um, that they're trying to cater a little bit more to the millennials. Yep. And so that could be what this is. Yeah, it's funny, too. It's kind of like, well, what did they do with Epcot? Epcot, I think, for, you know, while I like music and bands, Epcot's bands, whatever, they went away. The new stuff, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things, at least from some close friends. So, you know, Lumberjack's coming in. I, I think that show is actually they're doing drawing really well. a crowd. Yeah, so, they're doing. You know. you know what everybody said to it? It's a log roll. It's really getting people involved. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and so if the first couple videos that I saw from that thing, they weren't they, – either the people didn't film the log roll 
or they just weren't doing it at that time because it was still maybe too cold out. Uh-huh. But now they're doing the log roll and people are into it big time. I mean, yeah. really into it. So they're drawing, yeah, big crowds. It's working out. I'm telling you, man, when I was, again, goes back to SeaWorld when they had the Lumberjack show there. SeaWorld Ohio, it was it was a good show, and I still remember it to this day, and I only saw it once, so I'm sure it'll be a good stop for people. So anyway, I don't know. I'm curious to see if Disneyland does the same type of thing where it's more of a street performer rather than a band. So I don't know. We'll it's, see. It's going to be different. Uh, I did hear, too, a little bit about they've uh, changed up the music for the Voices of Liberty. Yes. And so, yeah, we I think we both heard it in the same place, coming, coming out of Jim Hill and Lentesta. Yep. And so they're actually doing some more modern music now, and not so, not like the patriotic stuff all the time. So. And they moved them. They moved them to the stage instead of inside the uh, American Adventure Pavilion. So they're so. actually out on the big stage now. Yeah, they okay. were out on the big stage more recently. Now I don't know if that's the permanent change or maybe it's just something to try for Flower and Garden. So. Huh, that's interesting. I don't know. Well, yeah, a stage. I, I, I mean, that, that stage could always use more, uh, more things going on with it. So it's probably not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah, well, then again, I guess it is a little more, if it's poppy music, it kind of brings people into the pavilion more than it is to just be inside and you don't even know they're in there if you don't go in. So, right. Interesting. Okay, next one. Uh, uh, I pulled up actually, and it, right now it's still listed as a rumor, but it's uh, Next Gen, Larger Than Life Mystery Attraction opening in Epcot, at Epcot in 2016. This actually was an article that was written by Tom Corliss. And uh, he actually got this information by a Disney consultant named Jerry Reese. And a little bit about Jerry. So Jerry has directed a record-setting 16 transmedia Disney theme park attractions in Anaheim, California, Orlando, Florida, Hong Kong, Paris, France. Uh, his projects span multiple formats such as ShowScan, high-res digital, and in-theater illusions and include the show Cinemagique, which uh, – which, anyway, won the Theo Award. I believe that's in uh, in France, Cinemagique. I've actually heard a little bit about it. So, anyway, this guy uh, seems to be a pretty reliable source. And so it's supposed to be some kind of a mystery attraction. They're not really saying anything about uh, what's going to go on. Uh, they did mention, though, in this article about the closing of Interventions West, so there's a good chance maybe that's where it'll go. Uh, or, or, I just now actually saw this, uh, could possibly go into the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, if I were going to say anything, I would think maybe it'd go into interventions because Wonders of Life, they're using it as much as I'd like to see them bring it back open again and put attractions in it. Um, they're using it a lot for festivals and stuff like that. And so, as much as I hate to see it just go in that direction, I think that probably it's busy quite a bit with just using it in that format. So we'll see. So I just, I'm happy to see that they're going to be bringing something new into Epcot. Hopefully, uh, that is a trend that continues on. Uh, let's see here now. Uh, next thing, Trader Sam's uh, Grog, Grotto, Grog Grotto pins are on sale for a limited time. And so they actually just are for the grand opening of uh, Trader Sam's. So we do actually have a picture of them. If you click on the link on the website, uh, you'll see the picture of the pins for anybody who's into that. Uh, next thing, uh, Adam and I talked a little bit about this off mic. And uh, Disney is currently doing a Wi-Fi upgrade rolling out to all of the uh, four Walt Disney World parks. And so if you read the article, it does talk a little bit about uh, that they're eliminating their uh, B-band. Uh, what is it? 8011B band. Yep. And uh, 
And so actually, and Adam has a little bit of experience with dealing with this within his the sector of job that he does. And he said eliminating the B-band and some work that he did actually – you said sped up the network quite a bit, Adam? Yeah, basically because everybody's going down to a slower connection, depending on your Wi-Fi infrastructure. But uh, essentially, B is so old, people's devices aren't using it anymore unless you're on a really old Nintendo device. I mean, there may be some older cell phones out there that are using it today or iPods. But there's like the old, I, I mean, Apple's devices, they're always up to date. Like the latest Apple device is like, so there's B, G, N, and AC is the newest. AC is out on every new Apple device now. So that's four versions old, the B is. So there's, I know Disney likes to allow a lot of people in, as many as possible, but I think it's suffering for the masses to allow that frequency to still exist out there. So they're chopping it off, and uh, that means if you have a really old device and you anticipate using it in the parks, just to kind of be aware of that, pretty much... I mean, we could probably look up specs and let you know, but you can look it up yourself if you've got Well, so. I'll be there also in a little, uh, little over yeah, a week. Yeah. And so I'm going to obviously, we're going to be pushing it quite a bit. I'll, we'll kind of do a review maybe on that first show that comes out on, sure. uh, it'll be the next show that comes out after this one. Uh, yep. It'll be a bunch of live in the park stuff. And, and maybe I'll do some reviews as we're making our way through all four parks on that day. Well, I'm very interested because if I'm going to be in the parks with my kids and I'm trying to deal with fast passes and the Wi-Fi is not working, there's, I mean, there's no way that I'm going to deal with fast passes. I'm just going to say, forget it. The Wi-Fi is not working. I can't do it. Guys, we're just going to deal with it without. So. And now they did mention that in the article, too, that this was one of the reasons why they were doing the rollout was to eliminate as many problems as people have been having with their devices in the parks. Mm-hmm. So I, yep. we'll see. Uh, hopefully it works out really well. I'm hoping to have a great signal while I'm there. So Definitely. Uh, let's see here. Next thing is something I'm so jazzed up about. Uh, Tomorrowland, the movie, will have a sneak peek in Disneyland. Uh, it's in the um, – oh, I don't know what they call it there. It's the, the theater in Disneyland where they're showing Captain EO and also will be replacing Captain EO temporarily in the uh, theater where he was at in Epcot in the uh, Imagination Pavilion. And so uh, we will definitely be going to check this out. Here's the thing. They didn't really give a date. They said sometime later or later April. Well, I'm going to be there in semi mid to later April. But if you go to the uh, website, Take Me to Tomorrowland, which is the Tomorrowland website, has a countdown clock on it. Right now that clock is, is uh, timing up to April 16th. Ooh. And so that's what I'm okay. thinking, that it's going to release – uh, and sneak preview in the parks on April 16th, and I will wow. be there. I will be there. So, cool. And I just said to Connor, I said, well, it, it looks like maybe for once my timing of coming into the parks is going to be on. It just seems like so many other times I've tried to time something out, and it never happens. Things don't open. Things don't happen. And so hopefully, keep my fingers crossed, I would love to be able to see this movie, at least a preview of it uh, early, especially they're going to use uh, – uh, the effects in the theater for the movie. Cool. So, yeah, with the rumbling and seats moving and everything else. So that should be a lot of fun. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? We did talk about a little bit about Interventions West. will be closing after April. And Interventions East Vision House will also be closing with that. Um, next, uh, let's see here. Uh, the new and improved di- uh, Wishes Dessert Party starts on July the 5th at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, one of the things that improved the most about it 
<laughs> was the price went from thirty to fifty dollars. Oh. Now they've yeah. added some additional things to drink and a couple other desserts, and I think that they're making it more of like a, uh, uh, I don't want to say formal, but a nicer event with silverware, tablecloths, stuff like that. And so, you know, if when I was looking at this one and I was looking at the um, uh, the sparkling dessert party in uh, Epcot. The nice thing about this one that they don't have in Epcot is that there are table and chairs to sit at. And in Epcot, you're standing for the entire time. And so to me, I'd rather be able to sit down for a little while if I'm going to do something like this. Uh, okay, next, uh, they are presently taking uh, Be Our Guest breakfast reservations. And I will have one of those and I will review it. And so you guys will get to hear that. I see. It'll actually. It's going to be on that on the sh the next show that you hear. Is uh, there a menu you... out for that? Yeah, there is. Okay, uh, I'd like to see it. Yeah, so there's like an open face. Let me see if I can actually bring it up here. I do have menu items here. I'll give a few of the items that they have. Uh, okay, so you always get a, assorted pastries with it, and it's a it's a uh, base price of 19.99 per person. Okay. No matter what you get out of the menu, it's $19.99. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so it's a little expensive, but honestly, if you if you go in here, Adam, you'll love the place. And it's worth uh, a little bit of extra money to get breakfast just to relax and be in a nice nice place. It's okay. kind of out of the way. It just seems like it's out of the way as soon as you walk in there. So, uh, okay, let's see here. They have a, uh egg and bacon sandwich. It's like an open-faced egg and bacon sandwich with uh, fruit. Everything comes with fruit, and then of course the assorted pastries. They have assorted meats and cheese uh, plate. They have eggs Florentine, and let's see here. They have uh, breakfast crepes. So, and that okay. seems to be, I think that I don't know if that was a limited menu that they came out with, uh, but that's I've seen. I've looked at a couple of reviews of people where they've eaten uh, the Florentine and the uh, open sandwich. And those seem to be the two most popular items right now. Everyone has talked that, you know, hey, it's a little bit of a steep price, but they said that this, the portion sizes are big. And so, honestly, Adam, if you want to go in there with the kids, you could probably split mm. You could split a portion with them. Well, ho hold on. So if um, so, what if what if I don't want to pay? Like, say, for instance, my two-year-old, he doesn't have a ticket anyway. He's free, right? right? I don't have to pay 20 bucks for That's him. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you, you don't have I to mean, pay for any of them. I mean, if you want to basically just pay for you and split. Jamie, yeah, you walk in and yeah, you can split. Oh, that'd be sweet just to pay 40 bucks and have the whole family exactly. eat off that. Exactly. Oh, man. I might consider that. that Maybe was... we'll do that our second day because I don't want to waste. The only problem I could see is, you know, I can't get to on and Elsa early enough. You know, because we're at breakfast or something. You well, know, so. okay. So here's the deal. Uh, we're actually coming in for breakfast an hour before the park opens. Oh. Yeah, so they start breakfast at 8 a.m. That's what time That's I got just breakfast. just like the, uh, what you call uh, it? Um, uh, Crystal, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, right. Oh, or uh, Cinderella's Table. Oh, right. man. Oh, and man. so they yeah, get, get okay. to walk up Main Street all the way through the castle with it being empty. So... If you yeah. guys, oh seriously, you got to get video of that. I'm gonna video it. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna video. With I'm gonna no record. One in the park? Yeah, it's gonna be great. So, and we tried to do that a little bit when uh, Cameron and I went in and did Crystal Palace, but it yep. was raining and it was really just a horrible day. So I'm hoping that it's a little better this time around that uh, I can get some good film and stuff, mm. and so everybody can kind of see what's happening. Okay. 
Okay, uh, I think we've already talked about Aloha Isle has switched places with Sunshine Tree yep. Terrace. Yep. And, yeah, a lot of the rest of stuff that's on here, we've gone over in the last show. I've got um, one thing. It's I okay. don't know if it's on there because I'm not looking at it. Um, did you hear about the um, Richard Petty driving experience date change for they closing? They did extend it. Yes, right. they extended it to August 9th, I believe, right. or August 7th, something like that. And the idea is, one, it's going to give you more time if you want to go. But two, the last final one is actually going to be a charity fundraiser or something. Either they're going to give it, everything away the last day to somebody who's got cancer or something, some kids or or something, or they're going to give money to an organization. So it actually is is good in that realm. Um, but um, it was, this was kind of rumored, you know, why is it going away and all this yada yada. Listen to Jim Hill a lot more um, in the in the past couple of weeks. And he's basically, and I don't know if you've heard this, Doug, but he's basically saying the reason is, is because parking is actually um, maxed out. Yeah. And the park is not maxed out because of the Fantasyland expansion. Yep. So did you hear that? Yeah, I did him? hear that. Yeah, I heard yeah. him talk about that. So I was really hoping that it was something else. But yeah, he talked about mm -hmm. how they were having to push overflow cars, people over to park at Epcot. Yep. And then having to take the monorail back. And now, you know, the monorail's already taxed as it is. Yep. So, yep. This, so essentially, this is also part of it. Um, when they max out the park on crowded days, they are actually gearing it. The, one of their first indications of maxing out the park is that the parking lot gets filled. Well, now the parking lot gets filled long before they even have maxed out, maxed out the park. So they can't exactly say, oh, well, now we should start to think to max out the park. They actually send people over to Epcot sometimes to park um, when the Magic Kingdom is full to cart them over to the Magic Kingdom. Well, you can imagine what a pain that is. So anyway, closing this attraction for extra parking to help guests have a closer walk. Yes, it is quite a distance still but at least it's not you're parking at epcot so well and nobody can't say that disney's not willing to take the financial hit sometimes true because this was a popular uh, attraction they were making yeah. money from it everybody was happy in the uh situation but they gotta have parking yep yep so anyway we'll we'll see what happens i i'd love to see something else go in there to help with it like maybe even a it'd be it'd be sweet to see a people mover attraction wouldn't it oh. in the parking lot you, you have you no idea how, how much I want to see people move or come into Epcot up into the second floor. Well, that, uh, of course, that would be awesome. Yeah. But imagine how I just want to see I want to see people move everywhere. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Where you could like just a real on. people mover like out in the parking lot. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. You, you know, know what? Too, I just then, thought about one other uh, uh, news story that I just saw today. Uh, you know what the boathouse is? It's going to be open at Disney Springs. Have you heard about um, this? No, I barely. I've okay. heard a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of an upper scale place. You can go and eat steak. It's huge. The place is huge. But they have those amphicars. Have you heard okay. about this? Okay, we talked about it sometime back. And so the amphicars, they seat three people plus the driver, which would be the fourth person. It's $100, basically, a ride. And with that, you get like uh, chocolate covered strawberries, stuff like that to eat. So you take like a, I think it's a 25 minute relaxing ride out through. Uh, to see the scenery off the lake and all that stuff. They just cool. announced that today, the cost of doing the Epicar ride and how long it would be and stuff like wow. that. So anyway, yeah, I just, uh, I just happened to, to remember that and think, yeah, I, I definitely would I would what? go over and check that out. When's it open? Uh, right now, they didn't give an absolute date. It looked like that they were going to start taking reservations to, uh, to book the Epicar in May. 
But it, but what? By the way, the article read, it looks as though right now uh, soon you're going to be able to start getting what's called tickets. You go in, you pick them up, and you can get your reservation that way to 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 get, get a ride on the Amphicar and do it. But that's their way of probably keeping it limited for now until they're ready to actually launch this thing. Okay, so beta testing this summer. Basically. Yeah, that's well. I'm thinking okay. now. I think that actually they may beta test test in April. I'm hoping that's the way it kind of reads. Oh. Uh, they didn't put an d- absolute date out there, but it looks like there could be beta testing in April. And the way that it's beta tested is you go in and you get a ticket. You actually get a reservation ticket. Right. And once those tickets are gone, then you're they're done for the day. Yeah. Uh, as of sometime in May, it sounds like the place may be ready to open in May, and then they're going to actually start taking reservations online for uh, for the amphicars and for the restaurant. Okay. So, cool. but I think the hundred dollars is still going to stand. So, and it was still iffy. I think it's a hundred dollars. It might be a hundred dollars. I can't imagine a hundred dollars per person, but I'm thinking it's a hundred dollars per group that's in the car. And it's okay. a group usually of three and then the driver. It looks like a blast. Okay. So anyway, cool. I just, I just, uh, I happened to see that today. I know that, and I'll try to find the link again and bring it up. There was actually uh, a whole thing uh, for it online that showed, uh, when they actually went, they bought the car from some guy, uh, Monkey Garage or something like Garage Monkey, I think it was. He does some restoration show. I don't watch TV, so but I recognize him from that. And okay. so the two guys that are partners in the Boathouse restaurant, they actually show them on the show buying the car from the guy, and he restores it. So they actually bought the car in the show. They said for $25,000, $25, I think it was, and it was beat up wreck. So it started sure. to be restored. So these cars are like from the fifties. Okay. So it just it looks like a unique experience, not something you want to do every time, but might be nice if you go for anniversary or whatever. It kind whatever. of seems like a fireworks cruise type of thing where you yeah. can, you know take a boat out for Epcot and watch illuminations or whatever. Yeah. So. And the price point's about the same. I think it's about a sure. hundred bucks to do that. So. Sure. Sure. Okay, that Great. is what we have for news. Um, so now we're going to move on to this. Hopefully this isn't a little confusing. That's why I was glad to have Adam on here, and he can kind of uh, poke holes in this or try to make it uh, maybe make sense to everybody. Uh, what I did here is I'm always trying to find ways of squeezing everything you can out of an annual pass. The reason why I do that is so that if somebody decides off chance that they can do a second trip that they hadn't really planned on, but now they can do a second trip in the year, uh, they already have a ticket that's paid for, and they didn't have to actually dig into their travel budget from the trip before to do it. So the way that uh, I was able to do this was saying, okay, let's say you're going to stay. You're already planning on staying in a deluxe location. Instead of paying full price for that deluxe location, you can actually um, use your discount that you'll get by having an annual pass. Use that as part of your uh, reduction of the price for the pass, and and basically instead of paying for uh, a hotel or you know or your room your deluxe room uh, you'll take that money and put it into the annual pass and you'll still get the same room and i'll just i'll give you a, i'm going to try my best here to give you a breakdown of how this works and um and then i'm actually i have it on a pdf i'll put the pdf in the show notes and you can go in and look at it so anyway uh so we're just going to kick this things off uh all of the costs that you hear here for uh, passes are non-Florida resident. I just thought it's not fair to throw in a Florida resident cost. It's, I don't know. Florida residents aren't really looking to stay on property a whole lot. So, uh, okay, so here we go. Regular annual pass right now is 696 
and they so here's what what I did I'm actually putting into it the uh, rooms and stuff that I got on the trip that I have coming up so these are real costs nothing made up uh, there's no theory no hypothesis in this this is actual raw numbers so with that annual pass 696.51 I saved $400 on two nights in an old Key West one bedroom villa 400 bucks just on that uh, I also saved then on two nights in um, uh, All-Star Sports. I saved $64 even on that. Now, uh, I then added in to there or re reduced off the price or took off the price of the annual pass. The 400 the 64 and then the cost of a four-day hopper, which is technically you're going to get a hopper if you have an annual pass. And I, I kept that within the four-day limit. And so by the time you add each one of those in or re reduce them, subtract them off the 696.51 cost of the annual pass, you've actually saved the entire cost of the annual pass plus an additional 160.48. And that's not like money that you're putting in your pocket, but it's money that you already recoup past the cost of the uh, annual pass. That is before you've even included if you're parking, which is $17 per day if you want to park a car. Uh, you can get 10% on a lot of events that say you want to do, you want to buy tickets for uh, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, you'll actually get 10% off of those and 10% off of some food and most merchandise. So there are certain limited restaurants and stuff that you will, uh, you'll be able to get 10% off of, of food. And I didn't throw this in here because I thought it might convolute a little more, but if you wanted to pay the extra $100 instead of $125, you can get um, the Tables in Wonderland. And get a 20% off of a lot more restaurants with on property. So anyway, does that part make sense so far, Adam? Yes. Now I'm looking at the PDF, so it completely makes sense okay. to me. Um, one thing I did want to remember and remind everyone, and this doesn't really count, is if you're staying on property, you get free parking anyway. So the parking right. is kind of a wash anyway right. if you're staying on property. Right. Um, so just something to note there, it shouldn't, it, you didn't include it in your figures, right, but right. if well, people are going to include it, that you, I guess you, what I thought is some people may it, stay so. off property for a few days sure. and then actually get a deluxe villa for a couple of days. Sure. And so in sure. that instance, you're actually going to find days to where you would be paying for parking. Yeah. The other thing is we were talking about this, but, um, uh, Disney often will do a, um, deals like they did a spring room only deal where you i was looking to purchase the room at all-star music resort or whatever all-star sports or whatever we were looking at together you got on and got a bigger discount using your annual pass than i could get just using the regular spring discounts and that was like a five percent more than the spring but still your calculation was 64 bucks and if you even add up 64 bucks, well, that's for two nights. Right. So what's 64 times, let's say 124, that's four nights. So I don't know, how much is like a week and a half, like like a 10-day? Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a lot of money. I mean, just thinking, I was thinking of this, annual pass for my week, because I want to stay a week there, and I'm, you know, I can't spend, I don't can't do deluxe, but I can do value still. A week with the annual pass discount at a, at a value, that and it, it actually, pays off. I think I had I played around. I didn't put that in here, but I think it was uh, maybe seven days, eight days maybe, and you would recoup the cost just by okay. that, just by that. Okay, 
So that that right there, I mean, I don't know how far you were going to go on this. I kind of kept going on this. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. That's what I want other people to do when everyone's listening to this. Take it and play around. If you know that you're going to do a seven or eight day vacation, but you don't want to stand deluxe, well, then look at the reduction in cost that you get just for value or for moderate. Yeah. You can go to moderate and and look at it that way also. Mm-hmm. Now, I did a couple figures because I thought, okay, typically my vacations are not multiple trips. It's like one in a year or one in every other year or whatever it is. So an annual pass, I'm kind of like, eh, maybe it's not so much a deal for me. So here's my deal, though. If, I, if I'm going to go and I can go long, I'm going to go long. But an annual pass when you go long is awesome, too, because you can save on a park hopper. So right. right now, a 10-day adult park hopper, I'm sorry, a 7-day adult park hopper with tax is 424 and a 10-day adult park hopper is 457 So 457 is really a it's, little bit more, you know, it's... It's what? a couple hundred dollars less. A couple hundred dollars Less than an annual pass. So, yeah, you're, you but, are paying a little more. But now if you but, get the room discounts, now you've made up the money. Exactly. Yep. So the room discounts, so really just strip it down to the bare bones, and that is park tickets and room, period. Don't, right. worry, about, don't worry about parking. Don't worry about transportation. Don't worry about food right now. Just bare, bare bones it. And if you are dead even with just that, that tells you right there, you know. Yeah, that it's actually still a deal. It's actually, it's an actually a good thought to think right. about. So, okay, but no. you know, yeah. Anyway, oh, go ahead. More, no, go, go ahead. ahead. All right, <laughs> it's okay. I just added in and also the premium pass. And actually, it's funny because I did this with Universal, and it was like they have three tiers of passes, and it was like that middle tier, you got the least amount of savings on, and so it seems to be there is no tier above this unless you went to a. Uh, Oh, multi-park pass, which would be East Coast and West Coast, which I think is a little over $1,000. I haven't worked that out, but um, that would be like the, I don't know, that would be their top tier of annual pass that you would get if you're in here in the domestic United States. Anyway, but I added in the premium pass. All The additional stuff that you're going to get with the premium is water parks. And so if you like to do water parks, then uh, then that's what you're going to pay the additional cost for here. And um, and Disney Interactive. That's oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, you're right. The Disney Interactive Zone, which I mean, which is I haven't actually been. I think I went once, but it was a long time ago. But um, you know, you might be into that, and you might want the premium for that reason. So anyway. Well, so even with that, even with the premium, if you want to do water parks, um, if you look at the exact same breakdown that I just did on the other. You're still going to be uh, ahead $27.35 by the time you get to the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you do this one year and then decide you're going to go back the next, the renewal cost on each one of these passes is is less. I see here, too. Right now on the AP, I've got a couple numbers backwards. So um, the renewal cost for the uh, regular annual pass is five ninety oh one, and the renewal cost for the premium pass is seven oh one eighty four. So it's about a hundred bucks, a right. little more than a hundred for both of them. Yeah. So if you did the cheaper, same, cheaper than hundred. If you did yeah. the same breakdown that I've done on the other two columns here, uh, then the difference of what you're going to save is one fifty-five on the regular annual pass, and two sixty-six ninety-eight on the uh, premium annual pass. 
I may have those backwards, but I think yeah, you I, have those backwards. Okay, so, so it's, it's two. It's two sixty six is what you save on the regular annual pass. So you save more right. on the regular annual pass. The premium is costs more, so you right. don't save as much. It's yeah. one. You only save one fifty five. But I guess so. if you're into the water parks and doing all that, so yeah, then that could at least save you money on yourself going into there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the annual pass gets a little sketchy, I think, but but there's you know it's there for a reason and they sell them, and so sure. Anyway, plus, the, if, you, you, plus you have perks, you know, you get the, you get the, whatever it is, the quarterly, what is it? The Mickey monitor. Yeah. And yep. I don't know, just some random stuff. It's kind of fun to get at home. It's a know, blast. Stuff. I have had a good time. If nothing else with the annual pass, I've always just, uh, crunching numbers and you can go on any time and pull up, uh, uh, pull up fast passes and stuff. There's just a lot of play around things, you know, that you can have fun with during the time. Sure. Because technically, you could walk into the parks at any day, as far as how uh, my Disney experience sees it. So, anyway, sure, uh, that's the reason why I kind of thought I would uh, throw this out there. Okay, so something else I thought of too that I don't know how, how much more did you want to go with this? Oh, I, uh, I, I is think this it? no, I think it's however. Yeah, that's that's what I have. I've got some more on to it. it. So okay, okay. So here's the thing. Um, you know, you think about. You're not going to go by yourself most of the time. If you are going to go yourself, it's fine. Here's the numbers. But let's say you're going to go with your family. Well, going with your family does not require, in this instance, does not require your family to also have an annual pass. Right. So you actually, if you only get one annual pass for the family, and that is, I guess it's anybody really because you're within the family, the family who's traveling with you will get the discount if you have the annual pass. Right. So um, the only catch is if there, I believe, if there's more than two adults staying at a resort, Disney will do an upcharge to the resort room. So it is a little bit more money, but that's based off their ticket price. They're not their ticket pricing. Their room charges um, that you don't, that aren't reflected on the website until you actually add those people in. So you're actually saving less money when there's more adults. But anyway, if it's a standard two adult family with a bunch of kids or whatever you want to call it, one of those adults gets that annual pass, bam, there you go. It's, well, it's, and I, I'm thinking also, if you have a group of adults, you'd probably be smart to buy the uh, Tables in Wonderland if you're planning on doing some table service restaurants. Because yes. with a group of adults, you're going to get 20% off of your entire party, up to 10 people. That's on drinks and meal. So, mm-hmm. uh, And it, that'll add up quickly. I mean, you could have your, the entire cost of the annual pass back in no time. Yes, yes. And... Um, yeah, and that's one of those perks. I believe Tables in Wonderland is also available for who else? Is it available for DVC. Disney Vacation Club? Yeah, it's, it's, it's available for DVC at $100. It's available for uh, annual pass holders at $100. And I think for I think for Florida residents, but I think it's $125 yes. uh, outside of that. So Yeah, outside of that. So does that mean can I buy a Tables in Wonderland yeah. without any of that stuff? Yeah, I believe you can. Okay. All right. I wasn't, I forgot um, where those lines were. And, and I remember we did a show about this. This was back at Roy's old house where we were all together for the summer. And we went over all, actually, some of the Tables in Wonderland restaurants dropped out of the list. Yeah. But, um, and that, that, li- that list does change all the time. Yeah. It changes like every year or something. But so. you're not limited to, like, as if you're on the dining plan, you're not limited to what you can buy off of the menu. You can buy whatever and you get to 20%. If you're yep. in that restaurant, so yep, which is very, very, very helpful, and especially in terms of um, seriously, like I will go, 
I don't necessarily I'm borderline dining plan, no dining plan. I don't drink pop. I don't drink yeah. things. I just get water. Yeah, water is free, you know. Yeah. I don't really buy dessert. I get that, you know, that's but those things are included in your dining plan, so that's stuff that you're kind of paying for already. So, anyway, but with this, you can still get 20% off if I'm just getting an entree. That's it. You know what All I mean? Right. Yep. So, well, but, uh, okay. So, I'm I'm glad it sounds like this made a little bit of sense and it it sparks discussion and it sparks somebody to think a little bit. Um, yeah. I just I've talked to I think two people this year that uh, let's say they had a business trip down to Orlando and so they just bought tickets never thinking that they were going to make a second trip and sure enough second trip came along. In fact I talked to somebody on my last trip there on the airplane who he was going down for a second trip and said wow I wish yeah I wish I would have known and considered that with the annual pass a little more because mm-hmm. he said I probably would have done it. They were staying in deluxe and paying rack rate. Yeah, <laughs> and so I thought, well, it's great that it's great that you have that kind of money, but it's always, <laughs> I mean, it would have been better off to take that kind of money and go splurge on something else. You know, I wish Roy was here, but I it cracked me up because we were talking to a guy. This was, oh, I don't know, a while ago. This is around our trip in 2010, but he was talking to a guy that was just saying, you know, I just love staying at Beach Club. Love staying at Beach Club. He's not a DVC member or anything. He was just playing rack rate to stay at Beach Club. <laughs> I'm like, dude, man. After like two trips, you bought into DVC, and yeah. he's like, nah, I, don't, I didn't want to have to deal with the political ramifications of blah blah blah. And I'm like, holy cow! I wish I had that cash to just yeah. throw around. But at the same time, it's like that extra cash. If he would have, okay, they had a budget. I'm sure it's not like they're unlimited money, but. That extra cash he had, he could have used for some really nice restaurants or something else instead of just the room and the cost of whatever. But anyway. Yeah. So. Um, oh, and yeah. that's kind of how I felt when I was talking to the guy and his family on the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's painful because I so, think it's great if you have. I've, that's why I've always said anybody can spend a lot of money. But and I, I listen, I think it's great. You want to go spend $10,000 on a trip? Well, then still spend it the smartest way you can. Sure. I mean, if I can get you the same thing. That you were gonna buy for ten thousand dollars, if I can get it for seven, take the extra three grand and go crazy. Yeah, seriously. Because I mean, while you're there, you know the extra three grand will come in handy. Right. You know, I mean, whether it's merchandise, whether it's dining, I mean, Spa actually, treatments, I here's, don't, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing too. I don't know if this was included in your in your thinking, but uh, annual pass. Don't you get discounts for like Mickey's Not So Scary? Yeah. And, yeah, that's what. And that all was part of that. You get about ten percent discount. Yeah. On those. So, um, and then who knows what that you know what means? Too? I didn't throw Actually, in events. You get 10% on events too. Uh, yeah. And so if you want to do like uh, Undiscovered Future World or Keys to the Kingdom, mm-hmm. you, you can get a discount on that. Okay. What about um, dessert parties? No. no. No, not on dessert parties. No dessert okay. parties. No. Okay. So maybe, you know, that's a little asterisk there to say some not included, but for the most part, you can probably. And I bet some of them, like, there's blackout dates, I'm assuming, like Halloween night. I don't know if you can get – maybe Actually, you can. No, I never saw a blackout date for anything. Not for that. Okay, nope. okay. So anyway, if, you know, if, here's another consideration. If you're going on a trip where you are going to use a hard ticket event, maybe an annual pass is part of that. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Something and I, used, I used mine and got the discount um, when Cameron and I went this past time. Okay. And, so, and it wasn't a ton of money, but you know what? It was some. With some sure. off the cost, and so. Well, it's just like the ten percent for food. Ten percent is not that big a deal. Right. 
spend that much for food, but and sure. uh, people might say that too on merchandise. But there are a lot of people that spend, you know, they might spend a thousand dollars on a trip in merchandise. Mm-hmm. So that's a hundred bucks back in your pocket. Go eat another meal or do whatever with that hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm always just thinking it's great, and if you've got that much money to spend, that's fantastic. But you know, if you can still stretch it and get more out of it, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's it for that part. I, you know what? I wanted to throw in there too uh, and let people know I'll be in the parks on the 11th. And so the show that comes out, let's see, that would be on the 12th, 13th, I think. Yeah, on the 13th will be a live in the park show. Keep an eye because if I've got everything mixed and done on that Sunday night, which would be the 12th, then I'll put it up. And so you'll be able to catch it that way. Um we're going to try to pull something off here, and there's no promises that this is going to work, but we're going to try it. And what that something's going to be is Cameron will be in Disneyland, I'll be in Disney World, and uh, Adam is going to be playing referee in between. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm just thinking this. I was like, well, okay, let's see if you guys can both ride Small World at the same time. But the music won't be in sync, and it'll be really bad. Well, we probably lose signal, and there could be a lot of stuff. That, so what I'm gonna probably do? Anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna just find a place where there's good signal, and we're gonna just sit down. That's where we're gonna do it from. Okay. Uh, Cameron, because and that's usually like the best way. If you if you find some place with strong signal in a park, and you and you want to hold it to do something like what we're gonna do, just sit down, just stay in that place. And so uh, I'm probably going to do that just to make sure that we don't lose signal to make okay. this as simple as possible for everybody. Sure. And Cameron's going to do the same thing. So the nice thing is, is you're going to hear East Coast behind one set of us and West Coast behind the other set of us. So yeah, should be a, cool. uh, a lot of fun. So that show, um, that show, I don't know. We'll see if that one gets released or if there's other stuff that gets released. Uh, I'd like to release that one first but it's going to be tough because adam's going to be the one trying to mix down and there's a lot of work that goes into that so it might be a couple weeks or so before that one makes it out and so, we may do more than one shot of it if we get enough right. content too, yeah so. if it works really well too um that's the thing because sometimes these you know these all sound like good ideas in theory and then you get into the parks and yeah uh, the signal's horrible or it's too crowded we'll see we'll see so that is uh that's the one of the plans, uh, and then I'm also going to be doing a lot, lot of uh, four-channel recording on this trip. So we're going to get back to where you can actually put on your headphones again, and not just hear us talking about numbers and crunching numbers on this and that. But you're actually going to start to hear park sounds again. Yeah, actually, you can just turn on the turn on your stereo if you want, and just uh, kind of relax take a nap with the park noises if you want hopefully we we can get some good sounds without us talking on them so yeah and this is uh while we're down there it's going to be one of the last times that uh that pirates of the caribbean will be open for the entire summer yeah so it closes i think sometime in may and reopens in september 25th i believe it is so anyway and hopefully you know we see other stuff that fires up i'm keeping my fingers crossed that something else will open along the way as uh as we're you know coming into the parks and seeing what's going on sounds great all right well hey in case we didn't say it to uh roy and uh let's see here we talked to cameron cameron's stuck in traffic the wonderful california <laughs> traffic probably out, out there on the 405 he's stuck and roy is busy taking care of family obligations and so uh they'll be back with us hopefully again soon and uh hopefully you'll hear cameron on the show the live show that we just talked about and so 
who knows? Maybe Roy can come over and jabber with you, Adam. Yep. So sounds good. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate all of you who are listening, and uh, we can't say thanks so many times more since I was just thinking about this, man. How how long we've been doing this? It's and, uh, coming up, I think, on seven years. Seven years. So there yeah. it is. It's crazy. And, but, yeah, uh, I mean. I don't know who's been with us that long, but anyway. <laughs> we, and, and I do hear, you know, we hear every once in a while from people, but I always think, oh, yeah, I'd like to hear from people a little more, but I know uh, it's tough. It's tough for me. I listen to a lot of shows, and so do you, Adam, and it's it's tough sometimes to just sit down and send out an email or do whatever. Yep. And so I, yeah, we'd love to hear from people. Um, like I, I say a lot of times, so yeah, give us a give us a shout out there, at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com, or, you know what, go out and give us a review on iTunes. I always check those. There's, you know, here and there we get some. Uh, to get a lot of lot more reviews on iTunes would be great. It pushes us up the list so that we can uh, be heard by uh, by more people. So, yep. all right, everybody, it's been fun once again this week, and we'll talk to you again soon from the parks. All right, thanks. Have a good one. See you. <laughs>